feel like I have I went throughout my entire life knowing that God was everywhere, you know, yeah, the omnipresence. Yeah. Yeah. And not understanding his manifest presence mm. and his manifest presence is when he actually chooses to dwell somewhere in a certain place at a particular time um, in a particular form. Yeah. And and it's completely different. There is a space in my house that recently became clean because of a storm that a storm that we had uh, a year ago. We had a storm. We mm. had a flood that came through our neighborhood. It was a national disaster. It ruined everything. We had two feet of water um, in our basement. Oh, it, was, man. it was really high. Yeah. Destroyed everything. So wow. we had to clean it up, right? Yeah. God was making space. Mm. <laughs> he was yeah, making right. space. He, he was making himself a space in my house. And I didn't even know it. Turn this up. Turn this up. Your professional development is one of the keys to your career success. When you combine your desire to grow with actionable steps, your journey to success becomes an incredible reality. Hi, I'm Paul Faranbi, and welcome to Incredible Paul Leadership, where we learn how to become the most incredible versions of ourselves by learning from each, from each other. Today, I have the honor of having Jimmy Miller on the show. He's a multi, multi-talented multifaceted individual. He's an ex-professional break dancer, photographer, and web developer. That's just a little bit of what he does, but Jimmy, how about you introduce yourself the way you would do it? Yeah. So first off, I want to start with, I am a believer of Christ Jesus. Yes. Uh, first and foremost, I'm a husband. I'm a father of three girls. Um, and I love all of my girls. That includes my wife. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> um, so uh i like you said a web developer photographer videographer ex break dancer mentor mentee web developer <laughs> yeah. and now i'm adding to my belt i feel like i'm adding to my belt a speaker um mm. of the sort so yeah yeah god is crazy and i'm excited to jump into this and, and give people some game so yeah, yeah no i'm excited to have you on the show like really uh, what you let off with. I'm a person of faith as well. So I know that's going to come out in what we talk about. But it sounds like you've done a lot of different things. And then speaking is one of the, the reasons why I know we had, we had talked initially before, but then I heard you speak at our young adults group. And I was like, man, I got to have you on the show. Uh, yeah. So I was like, I got to have you. But Kind of walk me through like what came first as far as uh, Jimmy. What what did, what were you attracted to first? And like kind of like walk me through this journey. Yeah, so my story really starts I think with dance. Um, okay. So I, first of all, I grew up in church, um, mm. but I was not a believer. I was one of the people that went to church and I played a role um, okay. because my mom was the praise dance leader at the time, um, which is how I fell into dance um, because my mom was a dancer. And she ran, she was in leadership in dance at my previous church. I started, literally started out praise dancing and I hated it, hated every bit of it. Yeah. I didn't like it because it was too girly. Um, And then they introduced a guy named uh, Anthony Peebles, shout out to Anthony Peebles, came to my church and started mining. And I was like, mom, let me go mine. Yeah. So pantomime, they have white faces and white gloves and they do a lot of like, Pop yeah. in is very expressive. Yeah. Um, and so that's how I got into actually breakdancing. That led me down a path to breakdancing because mm. it was more so the pop in and stuff like that. And then at the time, You Got Served was a big deal. Um, and then I went to high school and I went to my first high school dance 
And that's why I really discovered like it was real. Like you got served was real. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't know people actually did that stuff until my high school dance. Okay. And um I was watching watching these guys in a circle like freestyle and do all the crazy movements you see on TV. I was like, people actually do this in real life? Like this is nuts. And so <laughs> there was this one guy uh in particular, his name was Jerry. Um and shout out to Jerry. I told him this story too. Yeah. Um, he was the reason why I, I started dancing. So he started, so he's in the middle of the circle and he's killing it. Crowd's wow. going crazy. He does this move where he goes to his back. He does a kip up and then back up and a kip up and back up. And then on the last one, he freezes like mid air, um, like hanging back and the crowd goes nuts. They go absolutely bananas. And he, he was battling some guy. I don't even remember who he was battling, but everybody was <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. Like they were, they were yeah. hype, and I was watching everybody, watching how excited everybody was, um, and I was like, I have to learn how to do that. Mm. Um, so I went home and I studied all of the "You Got Served" and Usher <laughs> and Omorion and Michael yeah. Jackson that I could, and yeah. I came back at the next dance prepared. But that's my story about how I started dancing. Okay, um, no, that's really cool. Really interesting yeah. that at the beginning you you hated it. Not even that you're like, oh, I'm not sure about it, but you're like, absolutely not. This is not what I want to do. That's, that's pretty that's. funny. That's really funny. Yeah, and it really snowballed. Cause I, I, so from there, I started breakdancing. And then the next thing I know, I was teaching hip-hop at a studio, at a dance studio. Wow. Like, yeah. And wow. so it snowballed into me teaching at a dance studio. I went to college. Long story short, man, I grew up in church. And... Now I'm on campus and I have all this esteem, sort of like this, mm -hmm. this name. And one of the so people start to look at me uh, towards uh, to, to like for me to get to the party to start the party. I became mm -hmm. the life of the party. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember one night uh, at one of these parties where people were waiting on me to get the crowd hyped to come <laughs> yeah. out and to dance and to do my thing. Yeah. And I'm sitting up against the wall and I'm watching all these people pour in, pour in, pour mm -hmm. in and pour in. Um, and there's this awkward darkness about it. It's just really dark. It's a wow. party. So, you know, that that, that party yeah. scene is already dark. It's dark like it's yeah. a dimly lit room. Yeah. But this was an extra amount of darkness. Oh, wow. Um, an added darkness. And I'm watching people like go. It was like it was in slow motion. People throwing throwing drinks back. Wow. Supposedly having fun. Yeah. And I was like, and the first thought I had was like, I know there's more to life than this. Wow. I know there's more to life than this. And the Holy Spirit, clear as day, said, you know better. And he said, you know there's more, more to life than this. And that wow. was it. Are you looking for a place to continue to grow and develop, especially in your leadership? How about connecting with others who feel the same way? Hi, I'm Paul Ferrandi, a.k.a. Incredible Paul, and I've got great news for you. The Incredible Paul community is for people who desire to become the most incredible versions of themselves. The community is for individuals who are goal-driven and action-oriented. This community is dedicated to leadership and personal growth, especially in going deeper in your career, starting a business, or developing a business. Join me in becoming the most incredible version of yourself. Go to incredipal.org slash community to join the waitlist and sign up. I-N-C-R-E-D-I Paul dot org slash community. Join the wait list. I can't wait to see you there. And so 
I left that party, but I was like, man, like I was rocked to my core because I was yeah. like, it's so weird, but mm -hmm. I, I understood it. And um, I had a friend that had been trying to get me to go to church with her for uh, however however long I, it was that she was trying to get me to go to church. Mm -hmm. And I just kept turning it down, like, nah, nah, nah. Then finally, after that incident, the same, the, the, the very next Sunday, I, w I decided to go to church with her. Mm -hmm. um, and so this guy is at the front of her church and he's prophesying and he's like, you know, they're, they're, he's delivering people. I don't know what, what, what all is happening. But in my mind, because I'm so churchy, mm. I'm skeptical too. I'm a recovering skeptic. Yeah. I'm like, here we go again. I'm sitting in the back of the church like, this. yeah, yeah. Let me guess. Yeah. He going to catch the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. He going to shout. He gonna fall out, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it was kind of mm -hmm. one of those things. Like I've seen this before, yeah. kind of attitude that I had. Yeah. Um, and she takes me by the arm, and she's like, "You got to go up there." I'm like, "I ain't going up there to get prayed over, but to get prophesied over." Like, you know, air <laughs> air quotes because I'm yeah. Mark mocking him. Um, but mm. I didn't know that that would be the moment my life would be changed forever. Wow. She grabs me. Yep. She grabs me by the arm. She takes. She drags me up to the front. Stands me in front of this dude that I've never seen before. And this dude just starts telling me about myself. Wow. And that's what, yeah. And that's what's scary is that he told me about myself stuff that I was like, how you know that? Like, you've been, like, you've been tracking me, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, where are the hidden so cameras? Like, yeah, yeah. And he, he, I never saw him after that again, which is crazy, too. Well, wow. I, did, I ran into him one, one other time on campus, but okay. he didn't even seem to remember. Um, wow. so anyway, he told me, and the, the things he told me was like, he said the same thing that the Holy Spirit had said to me on that Friday. Wow. He said, you know better. And I was floored. I was like, great. I was like, my heart was pounding out of my chest. Wow. It was crazy. Um, he said, you know better. He said, he's like, you know, he's like, you know me. Like it was, mm. it was as if he was God directly and talking to me and then mm. at times it would be like he heard god say mm. so it was like he was he was switching back and forth between wow. third and fourth person which was out my mind i'm so skeptical that i was observing all of this i'm like oh this dude ain't real like yeah, <laughs> you know right. <laughs> it's like he can't even talk straight but um right yeah that's pretty crazy yeah but little did i know if you go and read the, the prophets um they do talk like that mm-hmm <laughs> and yeah. um, they do switch from third to fourth person like that from mm -hmm. first to third person um and i was taking old testament literature class because i was so freaked out after that um that he said that same thing that the holy spirit had just said to me that friday um and he was telling me it's like you, you got a gift to speak and mm -hmm. that i'm going to speak over many and um that i'm going to speak over a lot and, I, and and i'm so skeptical because I'm like, what is many? Many can be three people. Many can be five mm -hmm. people. You know, it's like many is more than one. That's yeah. all you need to know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so, that's true. That's true. So, um, and, but I know it. I think he meant more like thousands, maybe, but I'm not mm -hmm. sure. <clears throat> but um, he prophesies over me. I'm freaked out. I'm taking the Old Testament literature class. I go mm. take what I what just happened to me to my Old Testament literature professor. Mm. And I told him the same thing. He was like, well, like either you ran into a really good faith or you had a real encounter. And mm. I think you have a real encounter. And I was uh. like, wow. 
Like, wow. sheesh. Yeah, it was seriously. Just, you know, heavy. Yeah, but, that, yeah. Yeah, that that's so. That, yeah, that's super heavy. You can, yeah. From going from being a, a skeptic and really sitting back to being transformed. Yes, I've had a, a a life, and from that point on, I've had a life of series of things like that happening, where someone walks into my life, tells me that I'm supposed to be this like speaker, person, preacher. That I sh- I shy away from the word preacher because I don't think I'm supposed to be a preacher, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but. They, they, they all identify me as having the gift of, of, of speaking um, and that I'm supposed to speak over people and then kind of like disappearing. Um, and so I've had series after series after series of that. And now, most recently, at one of the photo shoots that I was supposed to do, um, that we were doing, me and my wife were doing together. Yeah. Um, shout out to, yeah, the Jewel Warriors. I don't know how, I, I don't know what it was. It was God's manifest presence mm-hmm. um, was in the room and it turned into a full-on worship session. Wow. Yeah. We were worshiping, praying. We were playing um, We were playing Christian music. I really don't remember the songs that were playing, but yeah. everybody just started worshiping and praying for each other. Um, and, just you know, it was an amazing moment. And again, a woman pops out starts prophesying, says the same thing all over again about me being a, being a speaker. She said, you're more than Jimmy the photographer. She says, you you are here to speak. And I was just like, wow, like floored. So, and then two weeks prior, no, a week after that, I ran into a different prophet that said the same thing at the mall. So wow. <laughs> it's like, just, yeah, confirmation after confirmation. It just got to a point where it's like, okay, now I'm just running from it. So, yeah. so it's now like whatever it Jonah is. Jonah moment, it seems like. Yeah. 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 It was like, either are you going to hear this? Are you going to accept this? Are you going to walk into this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I'm just like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so right now, I think, if I'm really honest, I've had so much confirmation around the topic of being gifted with speaking Mm -hmm. and that I'm supposed to speak to a generation um, that I've actually used, I used like getting getting confirmation as a crutch. Also like whatever door you want me to walk through, I need need you to reveal the door. I need need a Mm -hmm. sign, you know, and I use that as a crutch, as Mm -hmm. a reason, as a reason not to pursue it. Yeah, Um, I can understand that. Yeah. So it's like I use that to 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 basically just procrastinate mm-hmm. when I should have been running toward full full force ahead towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's that's been my story and my journey, a little bit of my story and journey with Christ. So <clears throat> No, that is really incredible and how confirmation after confirmation and I think I told you it as well, but I'll say it on here that you are definitely meant to speak. And what, yeah, you are meant to speak from the little I've seen for what you did at our, our young adults <laughs> group uh, two different times. It just comes out of you. It, it's in you. And I'm excited Man. to see how God uses you. So that is amazing. Man, I'm excited too because yeah. it's, yeah, like it's something, something that's coming to pass to, to see something like this come to pass right in front of you is, is incredible. And I'm learning so much in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and before I feel like I was, um, 
that was so I talked about God's omnipresence versus God's manifest presence. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have I went throughout my entire life knowing that God was everywhere, you know, yeah, the omnipresence, yeah. Yeah. And not understanding his manifest presence. Mm. And his manifest presence is when he actually chooses to dwell somewhere in a certain place at a particular time, um, in a particular form. Yeah. And and it's completely different. There's a space in my house that recently became clean because of a storm that a storm that we had uh a year ago. We had a storm, we had a flood that came through our neighborhood. It was a national disaster. It ruined everything. We had two feet of water um in our basement. Oh, it, was, man. it was really high. Yeah. Destroyed everything. So wow. we had to clean it up, right? Yeah. God was making space. Mm. <laughs> he was yeah, making right. space. He he was making himself a space in my house. And I didn't even know it. Mm. Um, so our basement gets flooded, everything's destroyed. We have to rehab the basement, and this space is is created. And like, at, so we started this kind of like podcast thing that's neither here nor there, but this space in particular suddenly became like a space for God and where I pray at, where I mm-hmm. read my Bible at, where I, you know, go, go talk to God and, and see all of these different things. And this space is so full of his presence is so different. Mm-hmm. Like it, it changes everything. It changed, it changed how I think, how I, how I pray. When you, when you feel like you're actually experiencing a being that's higher, that's perfect, that's holy, like you don't want to do anything to mess that up. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You just you can't do anything but fall on your face. Like there's nothing else you can do when when something like that is really like it's downstairs. Like <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> that's right there. But um, yeah. So, but that was something I wanted to talk about too. Yeah, no, that wow. that's that's phenomenal. Just the yeah. whole idea of of making room, creating margin. I know, like there's a crowd polish yes. we talk about things, and just having a space, having margin is so critical in leadership. And like for you, it was a specific space because when you have a space or you create margin, that allows you to create something new as opposed to when things are cluttered or things are all over the place, or maybe it's not even cluttered, maybe it's organized, but there's not room for anything else. So I think that's really critical. Like what God, I would say that God did it, but God allowed the storm to do that so that it could create something new. Yeah. Creating space. And it's, it also applies in leadership. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you need, to make create space for yourself so that you can have a clear mind um, and a clear way to to think and process things. Um, mm-hmm. Even it's so small, but having having an organized and structured space anywhere in your house yes. is very critical. Yeah, it's very critical in order for you to be able to function well. Um, like when you're because when every space in your house is a clutter of a mess, your brain is processing all of that clutter. Mm-hmm. Like subconsciously, your brain is working through all of the mess that's sitting around your house. Mm-hmm. Even when you don't think it's affecting you, yeah. it's affecting you. Like, and for example, um, if you had a baby, and I know because I have three babies of my own, <laughs> if you have a baby and you walk into and you walk into a room and everybody starts clapping, what does that baby do? Start baby starts clapping, clapping, right? Yeah. Like subconsciously because 
everybody else around them is clapping mm -hmm. is that it's, it's internalized. The same thing is happening with your brain when there's clutter and mess everywhere. That clutter and that mess, that environment is all here being and just mm. adding clutter and, and stress to your brain. Are you wondering what's next? Has everything you tried failed? Or maybe you just feel stuck? Then coaching might be right for you. The coaching relationship is a relationship totally centered on you. If you're tired of running on the hamster wheel of life and want to start to see results, reach out to Incredible for help. So what are you waiting for? Go to incredible.org slash coaching, I-N-C-R-E-D-I-P-A-U-L dot org slash coaching or at I am Incredible on all my socials. Or you can click the link in the bio for your free coaching session. I want to make sure you become the most incredible version of yourself. But yeah. And so while we're on the topic of leadership, yes, I wanted to get into talking more so about um, like just some some practical business stuff uh, and give give some nuggets to some people who may be in the job market. So yes, definitely the the job market is it has there's opportunities here for sure. But I definitely want to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah. So with all these recent layoffs that's happening in the tech industry, um, I know there's people, a lot of people out there are looking for a job um, who, who, and there's, and it's a very competitive market. So whereas just two or three years ago, there may be only 50 people applying to a job. Now there's 600 people applying to the same job because of all the layoffs and because people are becoming more tech savvy. The, the land is so much different. So how do you stand out in all of the chaos uh, of applying to a job? These are my hacks. Yeah, for sure. This is how you can get ahead. And so this is what I really wanted to give your listeners to and something that, that they can take away and take home. So one thing that you can do um, if you're trying to apply to a job in the tech spaces, especially the first thing you can do, this is what I did. You can go on Fiverr.com and have somebody rewrite your resume and make it more professional. You can pay them $25, however much, but go on, but go on Fiverr, have somebody rewrite your resume. You don't want to be fraudulent with it, with it too. <clears throat> so, because the, the thing is, if you're fraudulent about your skills, it'll come out in the interview. Um, however, however, if you have skills that can still kind of kind of talk to some of the points. It's not fraudulent if you say, I have management skills versus they when they ask, do you have management skills in blah, 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 blah. You know, so it, it may not be as specific as whatever software that they're using. Um, but you do. Yeah, you you can say I know how to use a certain or particular software that's like this software. Um, and that's the thing that, that how you can kind of get around that. Um, and then. Another thing, too, is even if it's a little bit of a stretch, all you're really worried about is getting to the interview. Um, a lot of a lot of the stuff in the job description is nonsense. This is this is key. Number three, hack number three. Um, the job descriptions are often nonsense. You need 10 years of experience for an entry level position for a software that's only been around for three years. Yeah. Copy paste. Yeah. <laughs> like, some of some of the jobs are really ridiculous. They, I, I think I, I've run across a number of jobs 
that asks about a, a particular web language because I'm a web developer. It's like they're asking for six years of experience in this particular language that's only been around for three years. You can't have <laughs> six years of experience with something that's like brand spanking new, basically. Um, and so it's like some of that stuff is just, it's nonsense. But really the reason they do that is to weed out people. So hack number three is apply anyway. That's that's hack number three. Apply if you if you kind of fit into the role, apply anyway. Um if now if you're if you are at a zero percent of matching this job description, don't apply. But if you're at 70%, you're even if you're at 65%, apply anyway. Um because it's it's the job description is is most often nonsense. So yeah, and to to add to that real quick, especially with the years of experience, what they really want with the years of experience is to know that you understand and have a high level of knowledge of it. So if if the years of experience is where you're hanging up on, but you really understand it, maybe you have like projects that you've done it deeper, you've led it you may be better off than someone who has more years of experience that hasn't really seen it from start to finish. So I would say definitely that yeah. third key apply anyway is good. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my three hacks that I really wanted to get out to people. Um, also too, it's a very doggy dog dog uh, world out there. As far as applying a job, don't get discouraged. That's hack number three, number four. Um, don't get discouraged. I've applied to over 600 plus jobs you know, before, you know, when, when, in my job search. And that's because it's such a dog eat dog world. You're just going to have to apply to a lot of jobs in this, especially in a tech space. You're going to have to apply often and you're going to have to apply early. Um, it's just going to take some time. It just, it, it is what it is. If you want to break into the tech space, especially, you're going to have to apply a lot. Some people have been looking for jobs for six to 12 months, which is crazy to me. Um, but don't get discouraged. You just, you know, you have to apply often. And so, um, here's what I also employ people to do. Um, this is number six now, um, is create a system for applying to jobs. And so I made it a goal of mine to apply to 10 jobs every day, um, until I found a job or got to an offer. So every day I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to apply to at least 10 places. Um, and that's, that's what I did. Yeah, no, I, I think those are good. And actually, I do a lot of stuff helping people with careers, either from really from the beginning stage through like the offer stage. So I think it's really key that you are patient with the process. But being specific in networking, because I, I know what you said about applying a bunch of jobs, but I would challenge that as far as if you apply for a lot of jobs in the same way, you're not going to get different results because definition yeah, Einstein said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and, and over expecting and over different results. So one thing I would add is to evaluate what's happening because if you continue to apply yep. and you're not getting phone you screens call. or interviews, then there's probably something, it's probably the resume part. So like what you talk, the Fiverr part, either on Fiverr or I know there's a lot of different tools. So one salting is something. So actually, the founder of One Salting was on the previous podcast and he talked a lot about the different AI tools and stuff. And a lot of stuff, they have a lot of free tools that they offer and they're on all social media. So I definitely plug in for them, check them out or Jonathan Javier for a lot of career yeah. help. 
Um, but then if the if you're not getting calls a resume but then the other thing is like i've worked with people that they get calls but when it gets to a resume when it gets to interview there's like they were working their way up to the interview and then now they got the interview it's yep. like i don't know what to say i don't know how yep. to respond i don't even know how to talk about myself so if you are getting interviews but not getting called back then that's something you work about are doing mock interviews knowing how to respond yep. as well, whether it's using the star method or the car method, whatever method you use to be concise in your answers. And there's also like little and boot camps too. Yeah, there's now these boot camps are are very beneficial because they they walk you through all of that. Um I know course careers is a very good solid boot camp. It's pretty cheap. It's like four hundred dollars. Um but that it not only does it teach you the skills you need, it also teach you teaches you the interview process and it opens you up to a net network of people um to to hire you so go through the boot camp if you if you need to if that's necessary yeah definitely that's a good but definitely utilize your resources but throughout this whole process you need to be evaluating what's going on don't just assume like okay i've been doing this and it's eventually going to work yes it could happen but really the who you know is more more important than what you know. Like that's just the world we live in as far as like yeah. what you mentioned, yeah. a key thing is like being there early. You can be there early, but if someone comes later and they know the hiring manager or they know someone, they're most likely gonna go up to the top. So it's just the nature of the Yeah, beast. and some of these yeah. jobs too, some of these jobs are already taken before they even hit the job boards because of people who they know. It's like, like them posting, posting it to the job board is just a formality. Like it's already taken by somebody else in the company or a friend of a friend. They're just like, you yeah, just go ahead and apply to it, you know, for formality's sake. So that's another thing too that you run out, you yeah, run into. For sure. But definitely a key thing I would say is if you're not on LinkedIn, definitely get on LinkedIn or any get on LinkedIn to start networking with people even before you think you need a job. Like I, it's it's so critical but i'm glad you, you you shared those tips because like from the resume to the interview stage especially the resume stage so a lot of people just don't even get calls back so they don't have time to like practice the interview and so when yeah. they do finally get an interview they're like i haven't got this far before i don't know what i'm supposed to yeah. do right you got to get up the bat for sure for sure. But you kind of talked about it early on as far as what you do with photography and you're a web developer. So what, how did you get into web developing? Like, is that something like you kind of discover while doing dance or like, yeah, talk me through that. No. So I went to college for it. Um, and once again, this is back to my typical black mom. She was like, <laughs> she was like, she was, it was probably one of the best pieces of advice I ever got. She told me, she's like, if you get a job in computers, you'll always have a job. And that stuck with me. And she was right. And she knew that. Um, she saw how the world was, was going. She knew everything was going to be in tech. And so I, I went to college for initially uh, computer, I don't know, something IT. Um, but I had to ch change my role because I wasn't, uh, change my major because I wasn't smart enough. Like, <laughs> it just was. It's like the amount of math classes I was going to have to take was ridiculous. I was like, computer my first semester, ironically enough, I had a 3.5 my first semester, but I remember I didn't have a life. Like I was drowning in homework 
And I went to my counselor and I was like, how much more math I got? He was like, let me see. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, (laughs) and it was all this like crazy stuff. But, but the class that was like the nail in the coffin was applied statistics. And I was like, my mind cannot comprehend (laughs) this stuff. Um, And so I switched to computer multimedia graphics, which means I know a little about a lot of different things, um, which is how I fell into web development. So my degree allowed me to learn videography, photography, C++, HTML, CSS. Yeah, I learned a little about a lot uh, of different things. Yeah. And so my first job out of college, my, my first big boy job out of college was, I call, I call it the Inception Agency. It was a recruiting recruiting firm for other recruiting firms that happened to build websites for other recruiting firms. So Whoa, like, <laughs> that is Inception. Yeah, for... <laughs> inception Agency, yeah, it was crazy. Um, yeah, so it was, it, was, it was crazy. But that's how I got my hands dirty with web development, building the websites for those recur- recruiting firms and building out job boards using uh, WordPress, actually. Um, and so that's how I fell into web development. And from there, I started working at a marketing and advertising agency called Red Letter Communications. Shout out to everybody at, at Red Letter. Um, and that was, yeah, we, we housed a lot of different websites. Um, and our largest client was still outdoor power equipment. So the Orange and White Chainsaws, their website, my hands touched it, changed it, built it, all these different different things. <clears throat> so yeah, and now that was mostly a, a homegrown CMS. And so for those of them that don't, people that don't know what a CMS is, that's an acronym for Content Management System. Okay. That's what a CMS. I was going to ask what that um, was. And what, <laughs> yeah. And so these are your things like WordPress, Drupal, Shopify, Wix. Those are all content management systems. CMS. So if you if you built a WordPress site or a Wix site, you could potentially have yourself a, a, a six-figure career um, <laughs> if you know how to spin it right. Yeah. Um, so is you know Squarespace one of those two? Squarespace is also considered a CMS. Okay. So That's the one I'm familiar with. Yeah. Actually, uh, we use Squarespace to build a couple of government websites. So I remember. Yeah. A couple of um, officials use, use Squarespace. So. The biggest CMS, and actually, I, I think the statistic is like seventy percent of websites and on the, on the web, on the internet use WordPress, which is crazy. So, uh, not too many of them that don't use a CMS like WordPress. Really? Mm-hmm. The WordPress and consider it a a low code or a no code environment. Oh, okay. Because I feel like WordPress has a lot more coding than the rest of them. Um, it can, it can, um, but it also is intuitive. So you can pretty much, you can find a plugin that does anything in WordPress because it's what they call open source. Oh, okay. Open source means, yeah. Open source means anybody can build, build something to fit into your website, to plug into it. So you can find a plugin that does anything. Yeah. So that, that's really cool. So how long have you been in web development now? So I've been in web development for about 10 years now. Um, yeah, it's pretty extensively. And so my career has been crazy. I've worked for quite some large corporations. Um, I worked for New Balance, 
Uh, but, but yeah, that was that was a really cool cool place to work. Um, we sat on an indoor track. Our like our guests were in the middle of an indoor track, and all around the indoor track were shoes lined up, and they would get rid of the shoes every quarter. So um, yeah, they would they would do a, a giveaway every quarter, and it would be literally just like. They would say, okay, we're going to do the shoe giveaway today at three o'clock. Everybody line up at three. And then when three would roll around, um, there would be people circling the track all day, like trying to pick out which shoes they want to grab for the, for the giveaway. Um, but then three o'clock would come and they'd be like, three, two, one, go. And everybody's just going crazy. There's shoes and clothes flying everywhere. Oh, so they just grab home. it. It's not like a raffle or anything. Oh, wow. Nope, not a raffle. Is literally just grab grab as much as you can and get out of there. And so I came home on several occasions with two big black trash bags of shoes and clothes because there was a mock store there too. So the mock store they used to let us take stuff out of the mock store store as well. Um, but yeah, I'm actually in uh, some of their ads too. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was just like working at my desk one day, and I was like, "You have the look, come." <laughs> come on back here and take this photo so That's... yeah I've, i'm in a couple of their ads as well wow okay so i work for yep work for new balance i worked for um wells fargo that was not fun i did not like wells fargo did not like it it's a bank and so if you know anything about a bank it's super like locked down it's super straightforward and as in the web developer space we're kind of like this fun I don't even want to say fun. We're just more lax in our in our dress and our attire and how we move and do things. And theirs is very old school. It's very like get here early and don't leave till 10 p.m. And like people look at you sideways. Yeah, people look at you sideways when you leave at five o'clock. Like really? Like, yeah. So it was like, yeah, uh, it was it was it was very awkward. I don't I didn't like Wells Fargo because it was too corporate. <clears throat> versus some of the other places I worked, they were just like the normal amount of corporate. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so, what was a favorite place that you worked? Uh, my favorite place that I worked, um, probably New Balance, to be honest. Um, New Balance, yeah, just because the clothes were cool, the environment was cool. I was building cool things. Um, the landing pages that I was, that I was building were, were highly interactive. So like you would land on a page and a shoe would like fly onto the page and then you would click the shoe and it would scroll you down the page to that shoe. A product thing, accordion would open up and you select your shoe size. It was like really, it was really cool. Like that was one of the, one of the coolest jobs I had was, was there. Um, and then I worked for Anheuser-Busch. That was, that was a close second. Um, we were, you know, fully remote. So that was, well, not fully remote. We were hybrid. Um, going back into office, but for the most part, we were kind of remote, and so that was pretty cool. We were doing some cool stuff. So. Awesome. Yeah, that was that. So that's really good. I I really appreciate you uh, being on the podcast. We're about out of time, but I don't know if there's anything that we haven't talked about about yourself or your journey that you want our, the listeners to know about you before we close out. Man, I just want to talk about Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I don't even know, like, hard transition. But, yeah, God is teaching me a lot in this season. And um, I've already deemed myself as a recovering skeptic. Uh, and I feel like 
this is this is something that that I feel like the Holy Spirit literally just dropped in on me. So I was a skeptic, and because I saw people quote unquote pretending, it caused me to not believe. But I didn't know that the 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 people that were pretending were evidence of the people that were authentic. Like, and that's and it it, it blew my mind because you can't have people that pretend without having something that's authentic. You can't have a fake gospel without having an authentic gospel. And you can't have like, it just, it blew my mind. You can't have one without the other. Um, and so it just, it, it deepened my faith. And I think my generation in particular, we want so much information and evidence and we have all the information and evidence we need in order to believe and a God that created this world. Um, we have, it's, the evidence is all around you. It's right in front of you. Um, the fact that people vehemently reject Jesus and God is evidence that there was a Jesus, that there is a God. The fact that they, they, they oppose it so much is the sheer evidence that of his existence. Um, and that <laughs> or otherwise, they would be indifferent about yeah. it. That's true. Because so, people are indifferent so, about most things. But not when it comes to mm-hmm. Jesus or God. It's interesting. Yeah. That's a really good thought. I like that a lot. Yeah. But I want I want to make sure so if I could, Oh, go ahead. No, I said if I could if I could leave people with anything, it's just that if you're a skeptic, um, keep asking questions. Keep digging. Um, keep keep pursuing the answers because i'm i guarantee you those those answers that you're going to find and run into are going to lead you to a god that is holy and perfect so (laughs) keep pursuing keep pursuing i like it well i want to make sure people know how to find you either socials or website and i'll make sure it comes up on the screen for those of you who are listening but if you're watching uh for well i guess for those of you who are watching if you're listening you'll be able to hear it (laughs) go ahead yeah so if people want to find me, eh, you can. I'm pretty much Jimmy Miller on everything. Um, I'm Jim on Instagram. If you want to see my photography, it's Jimmy the photographer, all one word together. If you want my personal stuff, um, it's underscore Jimmy J I M M I E um, underscore Miller M I L L E R uh, with the underscore on TikTok. I think I'm Jimmy Miller on there too. YouTube, you can just do at Jimmy Miller. And my website is jimmymiller.com. And again, I spell it, spell my name with an I E and not a Y. Yeah, no, I'm glad you said that to make sure that people know how to find you. And it'll be in the show notes as well if you're listening to this. And if you're just listening to it, I'd say definitely watch it as well. It's a lot better experience. But Jimmy, it's been an honor. It's been really fun having you on the podcast just really sharing your heart sharing the transformation that jesus has made in you i can really see it It, it's evident as well as all the stuff that you've been able to do with with dance and with the the web developing and i know there's so much more that we didn't get to get get into because if we were doing that we'd probably be talking all day but this isn't a day-long podcast it's like 40 minutes five minutes to an hour (laughs) so we'll keep it at at this but I am super excited to see where you go as far as speaking. I think this is kind of like a, a moment in time that you can look back and 
talk about where you are right now. And I'm excited to see like a year from now, five years from now, how far you've yeah. come and to have this moment to look back on. But yeah, man. And thank you so much for having me on. I just wanted to give you your flowers. Thank you. Like, I'm, I'm so grateful to be on your podcast. <clears throat> there's some, some, there's some, there's some heavy hitters on your podcast, like Pastor Blunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm honored and I'm grateful. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's, it's been a pleasure having you, but for everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed hearing Jimmy's story, learning from sometimes you may not like something or love something when you first start at it, like he did with dance and then he fell in love with it, started to teach it as well. And then didn't even recognize it as a strength until he actually got to watch it. And then if you're not a person of faith, like I would say, if you're a skeptic, whatever, just keep asking questions. I think let God or the Holy Spirit lead you to what he wants you to do. Uh, I won't push it any further than that because ultimately it's up to you and God is not just going to blindside you. He's uh, he's a gentleman. So he, he just, he wants you to make the decision on your own, but I hope you enjoyed this podcast. You learned something so you can keep being incredible. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll see you here next time and be incredible. Incredible. incredible.